Hello and welcome back to the Dante in a Year podcast. My name is Danny Fitzpatrick. Today we're at the halfway point of Dante's Inferno. Here in Canto 17, Dante and Virgil descend into the pit of fraud on the back of Gerion. Behold the beast with the sharpened tail that passes by mountains and overruns walls and arms. Behold him who spews stench throughout the world. So my leader began to speak to me. Then he signaled it should come to the bank near the edge of our marble passage. And that filthy image of fraud came on and the head and the chest arrived, but it did not drag its tail up on the shore. Its face was the face of a just man, so benign was its outer skin, and all else was as a serpent. Two clawed legs bore hair up to the underarms, the back and the breast and both the sides were painted with knots and little wheels. Never with such color did Tartar or Turk yet weave the warp and woof of clothes, nor did Arachne's loom impose as much. As at times stand barges at the bank, with part in the water and part on land, and as there among the lurching Germans the beaver sets itself to make its war, so the worst beast sat on the verge of the rock and the searing sand. Its tail all flicked in the void, rearing the venomous fork armed in the way of the scorpion's point. The leader said, now our way must twist a bit up till that malignant beast that lies there. So we descended to the right breast and moved ten paces down the edge to draw well back from the sand and small flames. And when we come near him, I saw a bit further off on the sand people seated near the place it descends. Then the master said to me, So that you may take the full experience of this circle, go and see what has taken them. Let your reckoning be brief. While you turn to them, I'll speak with this one, that he concede us his strong arms. So still on the extreme edge of that seventh circle, all alone I went where sit the melancholy people. Their sadness burst forth from their eyes. From this and then that they sought succor with their hands, now from the vapors and now from the scalding soil. No otherwise do dogs in summer, now with snouts, now with paws, when bitten by fleas or flies or horseflies. Then, though I peered with certain eyes into the visages of those on whom the dolorous flames descend, I knew none. But it occurred to me that a pouch hung from each neck, having a certain color and a certain sign, and here it appeared they pastured their eyes. And as I came among them looking, I saw on a yellow purse azure that had the face and countenance of a lion. Then, proceeding, the course of my glance saw another as red as blood, showing forth a goose whiter than butter, and one that had a great blue sow sealed on his white satchel said to me, What are you doing in this ditch? Now go, and as you yet live, Know that my neighbor, Vitaliano, will sit here at my left flank. I am a Paduan among these Florentines. So often their shrieking thunders in my ears. Let come the sovereign cavalier who bear back the pouch with three goats. Then he stretched his mouth and drew out his tongue as an ox that licks its nose. And I, 
fearing that to stay more might incense him who'd admonished me to stay but a bit, turned myself back from the languid souls. I found my leader, who had leapt already onto the shoulder of the fierce animal, and he said to me, Now be strong and ardent. Now we descend on such stairs. Mount ahead, and I'll hold the middle, so that the tail may pose no evil. As is he who's seized with further fits of the quartan fever, that now his nails are gray, and he trembles all over for seeing the shade. So was I taken at his words. But shame makes its threats that fortify the servant before his good master. I ascended those sprawling shoulders. I wish to say, but my voice did not come as I believed. Be sure you embrace me. But he, who other times had saved me in other doubts, clasped me in his arm as soon as I'd mounted and sustained me. And he said, Jerion, move on now. Let the gyres be wide and the descent slow. Think of the new body you bear. As the little ship shifts from its place back, back, slowly, so now he took himself. And then when he sensed himself all in play, turned back his tail to where his chest had been and stretched it out and moved it as an eel, and gathered the air to himself with his arms. I don't believe there was more fear when Phaeton abandoned the reins, so all the sky was cooked, as still appears. Nor when miserable Icarus felt his back plucked by the scalded wax, with his father crying out, You took the wrong way, then was mine, when I saw there was air about his every part and saw spent everything other than the beast. Feel him go swimming, slowly, slowly. He wheels and descends, but nothing occurs to me other than the wind in my face and below me. Now I sensed on the right hand the gorge that made a horrible roar below us, so that I stuck out my head to turn my eyes downward. And now I was more fearful of the fall, for I saw fire and heard complaints so that, trembling, I drew myself up tighter. And then I saw, as I'd not seen before, the descent and the gyre through the great evil that pressed upon us on every hand. As the falcon that stayed long on its wings, that without seeing lure or bird makes the falconer say, Ah, you're coming, descends, worn through a hundred wheels to where it moved off swiftly, and puts itself far from its master, fell and disdainful. So Jerion placed us in the deep, at the foot of the silhouetted rock, and, discharged of our persons, shot off as the arrow from the cord. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Dante in a Year podcast. See you Tuesday for Dante's Inferno, Canto 18.